0: Hi, and welcome back to Drawing Inspiration. I am your host, Mike Hendley. Episode 60, Connecting with Friends and Finding a New Creative Path with artist Alvin Chong. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So before I get into the interview, as always, I have a few updates to talk about. I just got back from uh, a little week's vacation on the east coast of Canada. So it was wonderful to get near the ocean and uh, smell the, uh, the sweet smells and Walk the beach for beach glass and see all the interesting uh, flora and fauna out there. It was wonderful. Nice to get away. I'm back now and I uh, have another couple of weeks vacation. So I'm going to be using this to do some live draws, do some plein air painting, uh, some sketching, working on a few other things with regard to my art practice. So I'm pretty excited about these next couple of weeks. So stay tuned through those social media platforms. I'll be posting a lot more. And uh, see what comes of it. So I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope you're finding time to create, whether it is through drawing, painting, writing, uh, making music, whatever it may be. I hope you can uh, slot some time in the next couple of weeks and and uh, make something. And I'd love to uh, to see what you're making as well, whether it's music or sculpture or something else. Uh, please share. I, I just love hearing these. Stories and, and seeing what people are creating. so uh, keep going. So if you're following my newsletter, you'll notice I didn't send one out this month. I'm taking this month off uh, with vacation and a bunch of other things going on. I decided I would defer till next month, but I will include all the podcasts in there and a few other updates as well. So keep an eye out for uh, the next edition and I will post it and uh, as always, I would ask you to subscribe if you're interested in learning about what I'm working on. I also include a discount code in every newsletter for a percentage off my store, and I'll be putting more products up there soon, more drawings, more paintings, and some merchandise as well. I decided to take, I don't know if you remember seeing it, but I posted my Instagram, I did a um, a drawing, a painting of a tractor, and uh, so I decided I'm going to take that tractor and put it on a, a hoodie and see how it looks, and I just got that back was delivered while I was away and it looks pretty cool so (laughs) I'm actually going to share this with a few of the Facebook groups that are interested in these kinds of tractors and uh, because I had a few requests of people wanting it on a t-shirt so I think I'm going to do a few t-shirts and hoodies with this thing on the with this tractor painting on the front it's kind of my first foray into merchandise and I'm pretty excited about it so I'm going to try this first and then I think I'm going to move towards some of the uh the butterflies and the insects and the other things I've done and uh, to figure out how I can put those on uh, t-shirts as well in a way that makes them stand out and uh, so th- it's kind of just something I'm exploring right now. This company will um, drop ship so they will print it and ship it directly to you and it integrates with my Shopify store. I'm pretty happy with it so anyway I'll have more updates on that as things move along. So if you're new to the podcast um, maybe you're this is your first episode, maybe you're five or 10 episodes in, you know, this is number 60, which is (laughs) pretty big. I never thought I would really get to 60. I was thinking uh, a much smaller number, but so I was thinking of uh, making it a bit easier for people to discover the content they're looking for. So I've decided to create something called starter packs. So what I've done with this is I've created, initially, I'm just focused on pencil and digital, but I'm going to do a few more of these starter packs and so the thought i had with this is creating a list of podcast episodes that address a certain uh, theme or topic so i was thinking about pencil and there's not many of those but we did, we have talked about pencil a fair bit and there's digital so things like procreate and drawing on the ipad and so what i've done is i've pulled those episodes together so that if you're just interested in procreate or you're really focused on pencil then you'll be able to go in and just hit those episodes that uh, cover those topics. I'm going to try and get a little bit more granular with this in future, but for now I'm just going to flag those ones and group them for you so that if you are coming into this episode or you want to kind of go back and consume some of the other content and you've been listening for some time, this is a way to kind of explore those areas and those topics. And I'm going to have one on watercolor and one on nature journaling, so I'm going to get more and more into this. But I thought these starter packs would be a really great idea. So to find them, you just simply go to drawinginspiration.fm, which is the main site, slash start. And I'll include a link to that in the show notes. That will be a great page for you kind of starting out and looking at what kind of episodes should I hit with 60. I know for me, when I find a great podcast and I want to go back to the previous episodes, it's like, oh, I don't know where to start. I don't know if I should start at the beginning or go back one at a time, but at least this way, there's some context. So if you just wanna focus on one specific type of art, I'm gonna pull that together for you and um, have it so that you can just hit those specific episodes. So I'm hopeful that's, uh, that's gonna work for you. And as I said, I've got two for now and I'll be adding more starter packs in the future. So once again, it's drawinginspiration.fm slash start. So the other thing I've been playing with, and I think it's been going quite well, You know, we've got these national days, right? There is uh, obviously holidays and there's things like Halloween and stuff like that. But there's other days as well that celebrate certain things, whether it's red wine (laughs) or uh, ice cream or whatever the case. So what's interesting is I found a site, um, it's called checkiday.com you can subscribe to this calendar through your iPhone or wherever the case and you can connect it to your Google account so you can see these every day. I think it's 2 weeks in advance it pulls. And it highlights all these kind of special days. And some of the ones that I've kind of latched onto recently is around art that I was working on or that I've done in the past. So there was a for example, a National Number 2 Pencil Day. So I use a 2B pencil. Uh, number two pencil is considered an HB pencil, so I don't use an HB anymore because it doesn't go dark enough, but I do use a 2B. And I did post with that hashtag just to talk about the idea that it was National Number Two Pencil Day. And the th- the reason I do that is because there's a bit of traction around the hashtag. When you're posting with that hashtag, people may end up discovering you in a different way. And I think that you're leveraging the significance, the importance of that day with other people who m- not may not necessarily be artists. So it's a really great way to get your art out there. The other two that I've used as well was Elephant Day and Orangutan Day. And in both those cases, I did a uh, pencil drawing and I shared it through uh, Twitter, through Instagram, using the appropriate hashtag. I also shared it in some Facebook groups and Reddit groups. And so for example, with elephants, I went in and found elephant groups Um, one of them was called I Love Elephants, and I posted my drawing in there. I did make sure with the guidelines that I'm allowed to post art, because some of these sites are very specific about no art posted, but I did post my drawing there, and I got a huge number of likes and comments and attention, and I was just blown away by it. So I put up the the print I did on my site, and uh, so prints are available of the elephant that I did. So I would encourage you to Look at these calendars, look forward to tomorrow, the day after, the next uh, 12 days, and see if there's any art that you've posted maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, uh, because you have recent followers who may not have seen any of that. And it's a way for you to not only create new art, but to repurpose older stuff you've done for one of these significant days. It may be National Dog Day or National Cat Day or whatever the case and it's a great opportunity for you to leverage that data kind of showcase your art so i would encourage you to do that and i would also encourage you to post your art in non-art related discussion areas so that is once again facebook groups is a is a great uh, resource for that so finding those groups that are that are focused on a specific uh, topic or animal or location or whatever the case just make sure that you read the guidelines that may not allow posting art some groups are very Especially when I got into kind of moths and butterflies. Some groups explicitly want photographs. They do not want any art, which is disappointing. But uh, nonetheless, uh, just make sure you read the guidelines. Make sure it's okay to post. And uh, share your art elsewhere. And make sure that you engage the community around the context. So don't think about your art as art. Think about it as as a window for those who celebrate the subject that you're working on. And so once again, finding those on Facebook look on Reddit and see if there's subreddits as well, because Reddit is a great location for you to highlight your work. And, you know, just make sure you've got your name or a real subtle mention of your website or your Instagram on the image. And that's a way for people to kind of track back and find you. So I just thought I'd share that. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the next few days. Uh, for example, there's Banana Lovers Day is coming up on the 27th of August. And Whale Shark Day on August 30th. And Sophie Green did a fantastic whale shark. So I would encourage you to kind of leverage these, uh, these days and these hashtags to think about what to post. And, um, you know, maybe it's almost like an in Inktober. It's almost like a prompt, right? Where you can say, oh, I've got, and this is what I did with um, both the, ele- the elephant and the orangutan as I saw this coming up. And for me, it was a prompt. I'm going to draw an elephant and I'm going to draw an orangutan. So I think that's it for updates. Now, let's go into the interview with Alvin Chong. My guest this week is a tattoo artist with very humble beginnings. While he has done well as a tattoo artist, he has found recent success online with his art and his live draws on Instagram. His drawing and painting skills are incredible, and his ink drawings are even available as a book. The pandemic and resulting lockdown has kept his doors closed, but his online work has opened the possibilities for so many artists around the world to create and share. To talk about his creative journey, I welcome to the Drawing Inspiration Podcast, Alvin Chong. Hi, Alvin. How are you? Hi, Mike. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. We are probably exactly halfway around the world from each other, so I appreciate uh, the connection.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: You know, I, I've been watching your live draws on Instagram forever, and I've been so motivated and excited about not just your drawing skill, but your ability to work with people, and uh, you know, there's you always have these wonderful questions and conversations. And I was thinking, I I appreciate your interest in other people, but I want to hear about you. I want to be able to find out a little bit about your story and where you come from, and what you've been doing, because uh, you are a tattoo artist, but you also have massive skill around pencil, and ink drawing, and and paint as well, and. I wanted to get a sense of, you know, being an artist, being a tattoo artist, is this what you always wanted to be? Like when you were a kid, did you envision yourself being an artist?
1: Um, yes, I, I always have been like into, into art, into drawing since I was a, a child. I think my earliest memory of drawing, um, holding a pencil, I think I was like probably in my kindergarten days, probably like seven years old or, or six years old. I always wanted to be an artist. And then as I grew to my secondary schools, that's when I wanted to have, I have a, a new ambition that I wanted to be an architect. And I, I start building um, houses from scraps, from, from, uh, picking up from, uh, ice cream sticks and start doing models of, uh, a dream home, uh, of my dream home and, and, and so on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I always wanted to be an artist because, and and also partly because of my uh, one of my eldest brother. He's an architect himself, so uh, he's like probably fifteen years or more uh, senior than me. So I always see him coming back from from the universities and having so many like building drawings and 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 so on, and and start doing models and the uh, the uh, buildings that he he designed. And I, I got so intrigued and and I I felt so much fun and uh it's like a craft work to me uh, back then so i i start like copying what he does and 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 kind of like um steal some of um of his um uh, his materials and 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 do it on my side you know his glue sticks and whatever and yeah i always wanted to be an architect when i was young and um never thought that i would be a an artist an artist that uh, that draw and paint you know i always like designing buildings and and um and uh, I have a very strong interest in interiors as well. So, yeah.
0: So, what, at what point, like, did you go, you know, after primary school, did you focus more on art after that? Or, or at what point did you, like, do you have a formal education as an artist? Or did you take a different path?
1: Um, right after my, my O-levels, um, uh, I, I studied, like, the last six years before I, I went to college. Uh, I, I was studying in Singapore. So fin- right after I finished my O levels, IB, uh, I, I came back to Malaysia to um, continue an art school um, locally in, in Malaysia. Okay. That's where I, I, I did a diploma, a uh, three years diploma for for um, majoring in uh, illustration painting.
0: Oh, nice. So the illustration was like, how did you how did you enjoy that? I find that people talk about their diplomas or degrees in art. Some really loved it. Some found it frustrating because you were drawing for your instructors and you felt maybe that it wasn't giving you your artistic voice. How was that three-year program for you? Did you find it helpful? Did you find at the end of it that you were better um, because of the program?
1: Um, I think I have to really like uh, appreciate and, and, and thank the school that I went to. It's, it's one of the best school that is available in Malaysia at that time and until today is still one of the best Best college in Malaysia, art college, is because of the school, it's a strong foundation that I, I learned from them. Art foundation is very, very important. Uh, even though I, I can draw, I, but, you know, um, during, during my, my first, first teenage years, or from, from childhood to my teenage years, I've been drawing. But after entering the art school, I, I pick up so much, um, basic foundation about drawing, about anatomy, about, Mediums and how to start a certain medium and uh, all the process throughout it. But after I came out, it really helped me to um, become a better artist and know what am I doing from then on.
0: That's cool. So when you finished your program, did you come out clear about what you're going to do next? Was it clear to you that I have a path now? Did you actually move into illustration? And when did... You know, Alvin the, the tattoo artist emerge. So <laughs> did you go from paper to skin at some point?
1: Uh it's, it's a very, very long story. Uh I I will try to like explain everything. Right after my college days, I, I came out um uh, not knowing what I'm gonna do, but that's that's the uh, a normal routine where all the graduates they come out, they, they go to advertising agencies to work as um uh, some uh, visualizers uh, for drawing or illustration, but I I was kind of like fortunate to um, got handpicked by uh, one um, a very very uh, internationally known creative director back then to become his assistant. So he was doing uh, some some major projects in Malaysia. Uh, I was picked right after my my graduation days and uh, went there to work for him. So I was with him for like almost like two three years, and uh, I learned so much from him. And then uh, right after that, I was kind of uh, want to venture to something else because I've been like drawing and doing a lot of graphic design for like three years. And the, the amount of things that I pick up from him, and uh, he's like my mentor during that back then. And I was kind of like wanted to learn something new uh, apart from just designing and illustrating. So um, an opportunity came up to me a close friend of him uh, was doing uh, into uh, venturing into a uh, video production, like i um, doing for video uh, for, for um, music television. I'm um, doing like, uh,
0: okay. like music videos and
1: music videos. Exactly. So uh, yeah, I, 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 I went to join him for a year and I pick up some things or two in, 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 in a video production and editing and also like shooting music videos and uh, handling, singers and, and whatnot and everything and um yeah so and after that that was for a year and some uh, mishap happened for during for for the production company it closed down so i left and i was kind of like lost for a moment and i don't know what to do because i was telling myself should i go back to an advertising agency and and, and continue what i i've been doing and what i've learned then my my mom during that time was, um, kind of like looking at my situation and was like convinced me to, um, why don't you, since you uh, lost your job right now and you, you have nothing to do and why don't you go into my family business and help your dad and your brother's, um, uh, business. So it's a family business. So uh, without thinking because I was just, I was still young that time and I was like, uh, in my twenties and I was like, why not you know it's a family business and i was thinking like you know okay family business it would do me good you know and um uh, because it's family anyway so um <laughs> so i i i i went into my family business um doing pest control okay so i um so my family was doing that business and i was in that business for close to 14 years wow yeah so um i i was i can say i have learned almost everything that a pest controller should should learn <laughs> yeah so i i i know of almost everything so I, and i got all the certificates and all the seminars i went to and everything and um license and everything so um for 14 years and and uh, after 14 years i i felt like i kind of like lost again you know, um, because
0: did you did you stop drawing over those years? Like, were you still drawing in your spare time or doing any of that?
1: No, I oh. I have not drawn anything. I've not hold a pencil or hold a pe- or anything a pen for fourteen years. I have not drawn anything. Yeah. Wow. So I was like lost touch with art entirely for um, thirteen to fourteen years, and then that's when back in early two thousand. Tattoos—the word tattoo came <laughs> into my my mind. I didn't know what is tattooing all about, and I don't know what is tattoo. I, I, all I know is tattoo is 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 taboo and uh, is is something like bad to have tattoo on your body. It, it shows um, you know you are not a good person, or you you are into gangsterism and or or whatnot, <laughs> or you do do bad things.
0: Was this your perception of it, or is that the way the culture is there? Like, was it was it just you thinking? Oh it's, it's I was, just
1: it, it, it's my perception it's my perception and also you know i seen on tvs and on videos and on, on movies you know bad guys always have tattoos <laughs> and so i was like okay you know um and then i was going to some you know in my late 20s and then uh, i was like to early 30s and i was there's so much high and lows in my life um back then and uh I was, uh, and then this, this thing tattoo came, came, came to me, came to my life. And I get to know one local artist that's doing tattoos here. And then I went up to him and I got my first tattoo like 20 years ago. And,
0: um. Can, I, can I ask what you chose? What was you your know, first tattoo?
1: My first tattoo was a, 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 um, a logo, a logo on my arm that, that represent a logo that I designed for, for a class for a motivational class that I attended for three months. Yeah. So I was like so determined to get this tattoo done. It's one of the challenge that, um, the class given to every participant that okay. you must do something that is, um, very challenging and prove things that you do is out of the box. So I, I choose to get a tattoo. So it, it was very, very brave for me to uh, get that, that tattoo. I was like, I was waiting and I was like, Thinking, um, should I or should I not? I was pretty scared and, and pretty nervous. So I was like, okay, I want to prove everyone that I could do it. So I went. Yeah. So I got that logo of the class. That was my first tattoo on my arm. So right after that, I was, oh yeah. And right after my family business, um, I was kind of like, went into my own company. I did pest control on myself. Uh, with, I have few staff that, um, helped me for a few years. Mm-hmm. That few years, after getting the first tattoo, I stopped for a few years. And that's when the early two thousand where tattoo reality shows on TV appear. That's where, um, uh, shows like Miami Inc., LA Inc., that was back, back then, was almost like 20 mm-hmm. years ago. And I was watching on TLC, on TV, And I got so intrigued. I said, wow, tattoo is nice. (laughs) And it really can beautify my skin. You know, it looks so cool. So I decided after watching for so many episodes, I decided to go back to the artist, the same artist, and gotten more one by one on my hand and gotten more. So I was hanging out with my tattoo artist for for many months and then we became good friends and then one day my art my tattoo artist asked me, uh, why don't you learn tattooing? Do you want to uh pick up tattooing since you can draw so well? I said, Hmm, why not? So um let's go. That that's how I started tattooing.
0: Well, you know, it it seems like uh, you know, TV can serve some good, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, it's a big, big influence for me. Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing those shows. I don't have a tattoo. Um, but um, I, I've often thought about it. Uh, not so much getting one, I would love, I'm more interested in doing it than receiving one. What was the, so what was the first tattoo you did on someone? Do you remember that?
1: Um, Before I got a chance to uh, tattoo my first client, so-called, my first paid client that paid mm-hmm. me to do it, I did a lot of tattoos on myself, self uh, pain, And uh, because I tried to, have some friends and invite some friends. Ask some friends, come. Let me have your skin and uh, let me practice <laughs> on them. They they say no way. You know, I uh, there's no way. Uh, there's of course there are one or two that they let me do it because they trust me with my art and my skill. Mm-hmm. But that is kind of like um limited skin that I could practice on. And I I want to learn fast. I'm a fast learner, and I I really want to like learn fast and start tattooing right away. So with such a limited skin that I have, I, I, I was, one day I was looking at my leg, my bare legs and both. Um, I am a right-handed guy. So I'm looking at my, my left thigh and my left leg. So it was like it was such a cool place to like tattoo and study and learn, you know, how tattoo heal. So if I were to do a good tattoo, it will heal good. So I know what I'm doing right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of like scribble and tattoo almost my whole entire leg pull my entire left leg. So um, it's all kind of like junk and rubbish on my leg right now. But, but that's all the lessons that I, I, I've learned on myself. Yeah, It's and good that,
0: I, you, uh, that you're that you walking around on one of your sketchbooks, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, an ugly sketchbook. <laughs> yeah. So g- going back to the first, I, I, I always, always remember... Um, that the first client that came to me, um, I was working at a shop back then with the tattoo artist that taught me tattooing. After a couple of months, like probably four or five months, and they think that I'm ready to um, tattoo of my first client, so there's one client came in for, for a Chinese character. I think it was on her arm. So I was tattooing that small little Chinese character of her name for God knows how long. It's like Probably like two hours, and I was sweating. I was, uh, my hand was kind of like shaking. I was so nervous. I was so so nervous. Yeah, and, and I was I always always remember that was my first client.
0: Wow. Oh, she, I, mean, I assume she was quite happy at the end.
1: I hope so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you were doing tattoos, were you? Like, were you forced to sketch more on paper to kind of formulate your ideas? Like, I'm wondering how it's, it almost seems like you, you left art, you came back to it after a number of years and you went straight to a new canvas skin. (laughs) At some point you decided to use paper again. Was it for supporting the tattoo that you decided to start sketching on paper?
1: Yeah, I I believe uh, right after I, I got into tattooing, I learned about tattooing, and then I believe that tattooing also brought me back into my art, into drawing, and getting pencils and pen and paper to draw again. Because from that moment I start drawing again, I felt like I need to draw again. Because without drawing, I think my tattooing skill won't improve. So by drawing and painting... That really, really helps me. So back then, when I pick up my pencil again and to draw, and I always loved drawing portraits of people back then, um, even during my art college days. But of course, uh, back then was like, you're just doing it for, for homework, for, for the school. But now I, I kind of like, I was kind of like lucky that I still remember my skill or what the school have taught me. So I start buying papers and buy a lot of pencil and I start sketching a lot of portraits for many, many years till after, I think probably after like three years of intensive drawing, I came, I came up with a couple of hundreds of portraits in blue pencil drawing. Uh, mm-hmm. for people who have known me for my blue pencil drawing back then, um, I have, I have a book that I came out with a book that um, called the uh, uh, collection of uh, sketches by by me. So uh, it was published by uh, a publisher in, in in the states. So I've been drawing so much portraits, and then it really helped me in my tattooing. Yeah.
0: So would you say that when it comes to doing tattoos, do you do, uh, enjoy doing portraits on skin more than anything, or is there like a certain type of tattoo that you enjoy doing that you don't enjoy drawing?
1: I really, really enjoy doing portraits, uh, tattoos on, uh, using portraits, portrait tattoos. Okay. I also like to do human skulls and also like um, flowers and, and, and so on. But portraits and skulls are my first two love in, in tattooing. Yeah. But from where I am in um, Malaysia, I mean, the culture of getting a portrait done is kind of like um, people would, think that for here the culture would think if you want to get a portrait of of an animal or a pet your pet or uh, uh, someone that you love uh, he or she has to be uh, um, no longer living uh, then you have to get a memo mm. tattoo um, that's what they believe here but not but not in in the western uh, world uh, not in the western countries like like the states or, or, or european countries whatever they will just get it uh, While well, they're still alive, you know uh, the mom is still alive, the dad's still alive. They just want to get it, and and you know there's their family and there's their love loved ones. But um, that's why I don't get so much work portraits work or, or or here in 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 this part of the world.
0: So if you're working with a client in in doing any kind of tattoo, are you doing a sketch first and then showing the sketch to them and they kind of approve it? Is is that kind of the process in getting a tattoo done if it's a custom one?
1: Um, in the beginning of my tattooing days I I tend to do a lot of design. Um people come to me um they want to do like some design, they want a skull and a flowers and, and, and you know something to put on collage things, one or two elements or three elements together. I would tend to like draw out and um using a pen and pencil, uh pa- pencil and a paper to uh, draw out the design and show to the client. But as as years went on, I tend to do more realistic work right now. So, um kind of like semi realistic to realistic work. By doing realistic work I don't draw so much for client right now because things that I, I tattoo is all based from photo reference from from a real real photo reference. So right. uh yeah.
0: Would you say even at this point that you are more focused on so this is a bit unfair because um because of COVID, but would you still say that your focus is tattoo artist versus an artist that is working on paper? Like, do you still, would you still choose the skin over the paper as your?
1: Um, now, because of COVID, um, the last two years, I consider myself an artist more than a tattoo artist because uh, the situation here is, is, is pretty bad. Uh, it's been locked down for like endless. It's, it's, they keep locking down and uh, uh, my, my business or my shop, my studio have been closed for, for a long, long time. So that's why I've been like drawing so much lately for the last two years during COVID and um, picking up urban sketching and doing, learning more on um, the watercolor medium. And uh, yeah, been drawing so much lately. So I, I consider myself more like an artist right now. And uh, I, I, I'm not sure whether when, when, and in a couple of months when the lockdown um, opens up again and, and my business opens up again, my hand will shake. Uh, when I tattoo or not, uh, it's like kind of like kind of nervous. It's like, yeah, it's been months since I I, I, I tattooed something.
0: That's, um, my heart goes out to you and uh, to all the to all the others that have been impacted by this. That I mean, to think about the impacts on businesses, right? Like a, a tattoo parlor is, that's tough. Like that's going to be one of the first places that shuts down and one of the last places to open. Exactly. Yeah. And that's tough but I you know hats off to you for all the because you are like you know the king of Instagram live when it comes to, <laughs> to drawing and engaging people and you know to be honest for the longest time I don't didn't see you as a tattoo artist I didn't even really have a sense that you were focused on tattoos I saw tattoos in your feed but I figured you were an artist on on, on paper so I think that if you're transitioning or, you know, t- to being an artist that isn't a tattoo artist, you've done a good job on me because I was pretty <laughs> sold <laughs> on the fact that you, uh, that you're focused on that. Do you, and, and I've seen your book, the book looks incredible. Thank you. What is your kind of preferred, if, if you were to sketch something, are you doing it with like a ballpoint pen? Do you prefer pencil? Do you prefer some kind of marker? Like what's, you know, if you just want to sit down and sketch for a couple of hours, what do you what do you go to? What are the materials you use?
1: Pencil is my first love. Yeah, I'll go for pencil, and uh, probably the second will be probably charcoal. Okay. And then third, probably pen. And okay. I, I start I start drawing with pen is because of urban sketching uh, that I picked up last year um, during Great. the pandemic and uh, doing during urban sketching with pen, and so many urban sketches uh, around the world that I knew um kind of like inspire me to uh, pick up a micron pen or or, or a fountain pen to draw, to to sketch. Yeah. But I've always been like using pencil
0: and chuckle. I I didn't take up art until I was in my forties. I'm 54 now. Um, So I didn't actually take it up until quite late in life. And uh, even though I've, I've been playing a lot with colored pencil lately and I've done some watercolor and done some ink for me, it's the same way. Like pencils, my first love. I, I drew an elephant this week with pencil and uh, I realized, you know, I just, I have to do more pencil. I miss it so much. Um, when you're doing pencil, are you using a mix of leads and what is your preferred pencil? Is it a mechanical pencil? Is it a wooden pencil? Like you must have like a, a prefer- I, preference there.
1: I always use either, uh, I always use um, the Staedtler Staedtler the blue Staedtler pencil, um, blue Staedtler mm-hmm. pencil. Um, it's either a 2B and a 4B. That's okay. my, my go-to. And uh, recently, because of urban sketching as well, um, I found out some or uh, one artist that I, I inspired me using a, a very very dark graphite. It's from Staedtler as well. It's an eight B, so it's a very soft lead and very very dark graphite. So I've been using that as well. And uh, yep, yeah, so that was that's my third choice. That's something that is new to me, and I, I and I love it.
0: Are you using a certain type of paper? Or are you going with like? um Urban sketching. If you're th- throwing down watercolor, I assume you're thinking about maybe like a cold press paper that has a bit of tooth, versus just doing a pencil sketch on something that's a bit I,
1: smoother. I I'm using the uh, th- the last like last two years uh, before this for for all my portrait sketch or drawings, any random sketch. I will use kind of like a sketch pad that is kind of like um, a cheap sketch pad that costs only like a couple of dollars that you have probably thirty to forty pages. Uh, on an A3 size, and uh, okay. so I I, I sketch all my drawings, or my portraits, or my design tattoo design on that sketch pad. But I started using sketchbooks um last year on during the urban sketching, uh, started urban sketching. So I I now got to know about Etcher the sketchbook that I'm using right now. So uh, the the Etcher sketchbook I I've, I've been using, I finished probably like five sketchbook right now. It's all hot press. So I like
0: the smooth, the smooth surface. Yeah, the smooth paper. Yeah, I've got um, I've got some extra sketchbooks as well. I I ordered Great. six of them. <laughs> in, awesome. <laughs> in both the cold and the hot press, nice. and uh, the cold press is incredible for the watercolor. Yeah. But um, I've been doing a lot of colored pencil work in the hot press, and I have to say that I wanted a sketchbook with with hot press paper in it, like with a really nice. thick paper that you know, I could just draw with pencil or right. I could throw ink and watercolor, right? I wanted something that I could do anything with and I couldn't yeah. find any other sketchbook that had a heavyweight hot press paper except Etcher.
1: Yeah, yeah. I started with a few, like, even like Um, I, I think the paper is good, but it's not thick enough. Um, mm-hmm. some, some China sketchbook as well, but yeah, I, I really like the hot press that Etcher has produced and uh, I can do pencil, I can do um, color pencils, I can do watercolor, you know? Um, and the best part, I can draw both sides back and front. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, my, my sketchbook is like not, not, um, things that drawn like skip a page, but it's always like back and front. It's like fully drawn the whole entire sketchbook. It's like, yeah, save my money. And it's like, you know, it's <laughs> great, you know?
0: Yeah. I found a uh, drawing with pencil and the moleskin. Yeah. I have the moleskin, uh, the Moleskin sketchbook, and uh, I found with that I couldn't do it on both sides because the paper was so thin. I would get it right. pushing through and marking, and I'd have to put a extra piece of paper to protect the drawings and stuff right. on the back side.
1: Yeah, especially when you draw, with, especially when you draw with a uh, uh, pencil or color pencil. Sometimes um, for my style of drawing, I uh, I tend to like use a lot of uh, my fingers, putting more pressure and less pressure when I draw, so the lines become thicker and non uh, elastic. So, if the pa- if the paper is not thick enough, it's like it's going to like see through on the back. So, yeah. But at your sketchbook, just be quick.
0: So let me ask you this: if if you were to draw something tomorrow, are you still drawn to portraits? Is that what you're like? I'm gonna have fun right now and draw something. Is it a portrait that you're drawing?
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I always have, you know, the last so many months, um, two years, I'm sitting around and and try to like do urban sketching. Um, getting people to go on live with me and artists and then and we'd, we'd be drawing urban sketch and drawing buildings and, and sceneries and landscape. But when I'm alone, I kind of like sometimes I have this art block that, uh, my mind was just don't know what to draw, you know. But if you ask me what I'm going to do tomorrow, the first thing that comes to my mind is drawing a portrait or, or a skull that is always in my mind. The first two things is always in my mind. Yeah.
0: Is there, uh, you know, and you've got a lot of portraits in your feed. So <laughs> no one's going to be surprised when they see your feed and think, oh, yeah, of course. Um, when you think back to all the portraits that you've done, what do you, is, is there a specific portrait or celebrity or something you've done that you're really proud of, that you really think, maybe not that, maybe technically, even it wasn't the hardest, or it was the best, but it was maybe at a time in your life when you just you felt it was the most special? Like when you look back and you think about the, the portraits you've done, what, what stands out in your mind as to something you've done that you're really happy with, that you felt really went well for you? Uh,
1: I can't really recall because all the portraits that I, I drawn, there is a reason why I do it. And uh, I kind of uh, drawn a lot of portraits in the past, either, either on pencil or on digital drawing on my iPad. I tend to like to draw people who have passed away. Okay. You know, um, it's like to, to pay a tribute to them, or whether it's an artist or a singer or, or, or some someone that's important in, in this world. But I, um, yeah, I, I can't recall anyone, but everyone that I draw is, is, is special to me.
0: And are you are you finding that, because you're doing so much urban sketching, you're doing the live draws with other people, do you find that you're, is it changing at all what you're interested in? Are you feeling like when you go outside, are you thinking that would make a good drawing versus the people? <laughs> are you looking up and thinking we should draw that next time?
1: Yeah. I think this pandemic, uh, this COVID has kind of like changed my life in, in, in such a way that I glad that I found a new hobby. That's urban sketching. And, um, I, I really can't wait that everything is that going back to normal where, where people can travel again. Uh, when I, mean, I can travel again to draw, um, elsewhere apart from Malaysia, I'll be like drawing like, um, non-stop drawing <laughs> when I travel this time because I was kind of like, when I, when I started urban sketching like a year ago, I was kind of like reflect back of all the years that I've been traveling from the whole world, but I was not drawing at all i have not picked up open sketching i was just like taking photographs with my my phone so now is 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 something very very new that uh i found and i i really can't wait to go out and start this new hobby holding a sketchbook a pen and pencil and some some watercolor and, and, and sketch wherever i go
0: is there like two or three places you want to go first
1: there's so many places I want to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I don't think anyone will get offended, but is there like a, a place or two, just maybe even based on some of the guests you've had on Instagram that you're thinking I I, I want to go here?
1: I really want to go back to to the states, of course, back to LA, back to New York City. That's that that's the place that I always go, um, and also back to Amsterdam and back to Hong Kong and uh, back to Taiwan. So uh, yeah, and so many other places that, and especially now I have known so many artists friends that 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 have gone live with me uh, on Instagram and they have their art spread all throughout the whole world mm-hmm. so uh that makes me that uh I have a long list of travel plans ahead in the next 10 20 years
0: yeah it's uh I've discovered so many artists just through your Instagram live i mean uh, uh France who was on a previous episode and a number of others like it was through your Instagram lives that that kind of got exposed to me um, oh thank you and so i i i, I mean your influence is, is not just in the art that you do but in the people that you do it with and so uh, i i know that this takes effort and coordination and time um so I, I thank you for doing that and continuing to do it i think it's been thank you it's, thank it's you, huge thank for you. all of us thank you and i was so excited and this is just me because i love drawing animals when you drew that giraffe as part of, the, of an Instagram live, because I don't see that kind of stuff from you often. So seeing a giraffe, seeing an animal like that was, that was pretty cool. Uh, the um,
1: giraffe with with France. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was, that, that was, that was a fun one uh, using pencil. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so you talked about ink and um, fountain pens. You're doing that more because of urban sketching. How do you, like, do you go straight to ink, or do you still start with a pencil sketch and then bring in the ink later?
1: Uh, most of the time, I'll go straight to ink because uh, there are certain times uh, that if the things, uh, the subject that is too complicated, I will kind of like do a light sketch with a pencil first before I go live. And uh, okay. but most of the time, I will challenge myself with my observation to go live to go straight into um, pencil or. Uh, uh, the pencil dish which I'm using, or pen, I'll go straight into it because if I make a mistake or somehow it, it's just a sketch, it's just an IG live, it's it's just a, a fun sketch. That's there's no wrong about it, you know. I, uh, I I I've screwed up a couple of live drawing and painting with my friends, but end up um the next day when I I look back at the drawing or the painting that I did, it was kind of like so screwed up that I felt like I have to do another one. So I did. Yeah. So I did.
0: <laughs> this is this is the fast learner speaking, right? <laughs> it's like got to got to get there quickly. Yeah. Do you um do you get people requesting your sketches? Like wanting to buy them or prints of them or whatever the case?
1: Uh, yeah, I especially there is some people been asking me um the last 2 years um I kind of like do some commissions as well. And, um, unfortunately, uh, people who are asking me to, to sell, uh, drawings or paintings that I did is all done on my sketchbook the last two years. So I, I have to like apologize to them that I don't sell them because I wouldn't want to tell that one page right. <laughs> to sell it to them. And, and some, most of my sketchbook are back and front is drawn yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking in, in the future, probably I'll make a good scan and make a print if anyone is interested.
0: So I have a question for you that I was going to ask about tattoos. You were talking about you make mistakes and you look back at it. Um, how do you deal with mistakes when you're doing a tattoo?
1: <laughs> tattoos, uh, you can't make mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, of course. Uh, and I'm
0: not saying that you ever make mistakes. But for yeah. somebody else who makes a mistake, what do you do?
1: Um, sometimes when um, when a tattoo artist make a mistake, is not because of the artist himself, but sometimes it's because of the situation. Because sometimes if the clients move or have a sudden jerk on the body or whatever, you know, you just pull the line wrongly or, or, or crookedly or whatever. I mean, that kind of mistake is, is understandable. But uh, sometimes you, um, when you're tattooing far too long for many, many hours, uh, you tend to be like your eyesight and your mind is pretty tired and, and you still have to keep going. And sometimes when you do coloring or, or you, you, you were like, uh, tattooing, you make some mistake. But as a tattoo artist, I can say for everyone in, for every tattoo artist in this world, um, when you know how to make that mistake and you know, you, you must know how to cover it that up and make it right again. Yeah, in the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if I wanted a tattoo of a, a face that is maybe, you know, 10 centimeters high or something like that, like a typical size, how long does it take you to do as a tattoo? Uh,
1: f- normally, I do like a portrait, uh, a tattoo portrait normally from like a palm size. Yep. So it's like probably would take me um, three to four hours. Okay. Max. Next.
0: Wow, that's impressive. And now you're working on urban sketching, which you do very quickly. Are you enjoying that? Are you enjoying this idea of this quick production, not worrying about mistakes, quick production, and a really active community around what you're doing? Like, I'm just wondering, and, and you talked about this, that you see yourself more as an artist, as a tattoo artist. Does this, all this stuff contribute to thinking, huh, I wonder? <laughs> I wonder when things open, what are you going to be doing?
1: Oh, uh, when things open, I, I of course... Uh Tattooing is my, my, my rice bowl as is, is my, my income. That's where, where, where I live on, uh, mm-hmm. live by with my family for, for my family, for my wife and my kid. I drawing, I don't make much for my drawing and apart from some commissions that I'm doing. But, um, tattooing is my, it's my main source. But right. of course, and also traveling. I have kind of like, um, do a lot travel, traveling for the past eight years. That's where I make substantial amount to to survive you know all these years so now because of last two years um there's zero travel there's no travel at all uh it's all based on local tattooing so uh, it's pretty bad uh, affected pretty badly for me and also for for everyone here so uh i i'm still kind of like uncertain about what the future lies uh when things gets better um, right. I don't see it's going to be a near future. I think this COVID is going to be with us for many years, um at least for another few years. But I hope I can travel again. And um, I hope like urban sketching or even like drawing with painting with watercolour that I pick up uh, now, um, it could like bring me to somewhere, bring me to a, a new opportunity somewhere, probably like, the first thing that came right now is with etcher i'm doing like a, like like a mini workshop with them and and um next month i'm doing a class a master class with with etcher there's there's all this opportunity that i'm hoping that it will it will come in the future so that it will help me with my yeah with my livelihood yeah
0: yeah i think you have an interesting situation and it's it it, it really sucks that covid's really hit your country so hard and it's had such a huge impact on you but I love the way you've pivoted this and things are slowly turning around um, and and you've been able to kind of grow this this online following around a different venture and I feel in some ways that's what a lot of artists are doing that may not be this may not be what they do full time um, and I you know I'm thinking about myself I during the day I'm a software developer I build apps um, this art stuff is something I do in the evenings and the weekends and It's interesting with you that your day job, your business is a tattoo artist, but you haven't been able to do that because of COVID. But you have this other artist thing (laughs) that you're doing um, now. And, you know, part of it is evenings and weekends, but part of it is just because your business is closed, that you have this other small business now that may at some point, you know, if you can create revenue around it, could end up eclipsing what you're doing as a tattoo artist. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited for you and what the opportunities and, you know, I think it's great to see you doing these master classes and these seminars and these lives with Etcher, because I think that looks exciting. I saw the, the sneak peek. So this episode will come out before the one on the 28th. Mm-hmm. And I saw your kind of initial take of it with the watercolor. And I was like, this is brilliant. And I know you haven't been doing watercolor all your life, but I look at it and thinking, this is just beautiful. Uh, Like, how do you do this? Like, I I admire you because I love playing in all the different mediums, ink and pencil and colored pencil and watercolor. I haven't tried oil and and acrylic, but I look at your watercolor. I'm thinking, this is just beautiful. Have you like, how do you like watercolor? Like I always find it's, it's, it's frustrating me because it wants to do its own thing on the paper. How do you like dealing with watercolor?
1: I think watercolor, uh, I, I always like watercolor, um, for, for a long, long time, uh, since during my art college days. But during my education, um, uh, in the school, in the art school, they don't really teach you watercolor. I don't have any, like, uh, foundation in watercolor or, or I, what the school have taught me back then was using, um, gouache. Uh, I learned gouache and learned, um, a lot of acrylic, acrylic painting and not even oil painting, but watercolour is zero. So I always like been looking a lot of art, looking at uh, watercolour paintings, and it looks so beautiful with the the water effect on the paper when it's dry, and how people control the water, and how people use brushes and paint, and all this medium and all this process and techniques. I was so intrigued, and and I always wanted to learn. And I didn't get into it to to, uh, go to classes and learn, until urban sketching came in, and I was like, okay, uh, urban sketches, they use pen, and then they use watercolor. So great! So I, I look into so many great urban sketches. They use watercolor, and they use. The, and I was like trying to study them and how they do, and and uh, some of them they post on YouTube's and and on uh, they do like um, videos uh, demos. So I was studying them and also I look into, I start looking into masters, uh, like watercolor masters like, um, Aguaro Castanet and, um, Uday's Correra, uh, which is, uh, a great, um, uh, figure watercolorist. So I, I kind of like learn from them, get inspired so much from them and, um, and try it on my own. And, um, and from what you see, what I posted, mostly on a daily basis on my sketchbook that I have drawn, those are the things that it looks good on me. And uh uh I think it, it should be posted up and shared with everyone. But back on the back scene of it, I have drawn so many things that have gone into the bin. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah I I uh, what I can say is like, you know I watercolor I, I really like watercolor and uh, I really like study and, and pick up and practice. And uh, now uh, I'm not saying I'm, I'm good at watercolor right now, but compared to 12 months ago, I'm much better right now at this moment. So I, I, yeah. I, every day is, I'm, I'm learning and I'm learning you know, to be better and learning to slowly um, um, draw to a larger scale because now my watercolor is only on my sketchbook on a very, very small surface. But now I'm slowly going to a larger piece.
0: Nice. Yeah. And I, um, I'll i just take this point to mention that I keep really good show notes. I, I put this up as the part of the podcast. So I'm going to include links to those artists. And I'll also include links to your future etcher um, courses as well. So um, if, if it doesn't fill up by the, you know, <laughs> I think it's limited to 300 people. Thank you. <laughs> so if, if there's room, and you're listening to my voice right now, go to that link and see if you can fit yourself in. And if not, you said there's another one in September?
1: September is uh, is the uh, class. It's like a master class, but that is only limited to
0: 10%. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to uh, just go back to the Instagram live. In some ways, you've been doing live drawing for years when you're drawing a tattoo, or when you're inking a tattoo, right? It is a live draw, but there's only two people. you um, <laughs> Yourself and the person who's receiving the tattoo. When you're doing live draws on Instagram... Do you still get nervous knowing that all these people are watching and you're working with one or two artists? Do you still have that? Maybe you don't sweat as much as doing your first tattoo, but do you still get kind of nervous and excited about it?
1: I can tell you my very, very first life that I had. Um, the first life, I, I remember I had my first IG live a drawing. Prior before that, um, one of my tattoo artist friends from from um, from the States, um, she just gave me a call and asked me, oh, would you want to go live an IG live with me? Just want to like catch up with you. Uh, I haven't seen you for years. Let's talk about life and what's what lies ahead. So that was just a face and face chat, right, for an hour. And I was like, uh, right after that, I was like, okay, um, was nothing much. It's just face to face. And then I start looking back then that that moment. There are a few artists that going on IG live just on themselves and with the camera. On themselves, and they're just drawing without saying anything. They just draw and let the audience watch. So I was like, "Oh, pretty cool." Um, Instagram have that feature that can go live. I didn't even know there's a button that can go live <laughs> till till back then. So uh, then I I starting to like fall in love with urban sketching and be following so many urban sketchers. So uh, my first IG live I had was with with Paul Paul Heaston. Uh, We drew um, I think a place in Venice, um, a river. Uh, That was kind of uh, nerve-wracking. I was so nervous. I remember I was drawing with him. I was like putting my pencil first and by the time I finished my pencil before I go into ink, he was almost half done. So, uh, yeah, I was like sweating and I was, I still, I, I still remember that life was, was, uh, I, I did that life was back at home because that was during the, the first lockdown in Malaysia and, 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 uh, I brought everything back. Uh, I was drawing on my, on my dining table. Uh, it was, it was like, uh, 10, 10 o'clock in the morning and I just woke up and I go live with him. I was like, so, I was like sweating, my hand was shaking, but of course no one can see what's happening to me physically. But I was, I was still drawing and I was still talking to him chatting with him yeah, but as second and third, fourth, fifth life goes on i I still, like get used to it and uh, and uh, a skill that I pick up that you draw and and you speak and chat at the same time and laugh at the same time so right. <laughs> it's, 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 it''s a skill that I pick up doing life.
0: do you think that doing Instagram lies uh, do you think it's taught you anything else? do you think that you've learned? Um, or how has it impacted your, your technical skill? Do you think you've become a better artist with Instagram Live?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely, there, there's a few things that, uh, uh, I could highlight, uh, why I do Instagram Live. Uh, firstly, is I get to know the artist. Second, I get to see what the artist is doing because that particular artist, um, have to inspire me. If not, you know, I, but, and also, Thirdly, is for, for the audience to, to know us and to get inspired by what both of us are drawing. And, of course, right after that, they could draw along and post and let us critique or see their work and appreciate that they follow us and, and, and so on. So those are the few things that I, I do IG Live for. But apart from that, you know, of course, these are the people... Not, not only people who are, not only artists that, that go live with me are my friends, but everyone that I follow are my friends, but it's during this tough times that we had, everyone that going through this, this COVID, this pandemic, is these people that live and drawing for me to learn about urban sketching keep me sane? Uh, if, you if, if you know what I mean, because mm-hmm. it's been such a tough time for me, uh, since the last, last 18 months. Yeah. Um, of course, people who, um, uh, watch me on, on IG live, they see, um, um, a happy go lucky guy. i am um, going live and laughing with, with the other artists, you know, but you know, it's, 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 it's not a show, but it's when I go live with the artists, I get to chat and I get to see them like me and you, I could see your face, Mike, it, it, it like, um, kind of like, um lightens my day and, and, and motivates and inspires me to to do better, you know, each day, even though I don't know what's gonna to happen tomorrow.
0: That's awesome. I think that's a message a lot of us can take is, you know, enjoying the day, enjoying the people around us and, and how we connect, whether it's virtual or not. Yeah. I'm curious, you know, a lot of your work if people look at your recent feed is a lot of, you know, the stuff on paper. When you move back into your business again, do you think there's gonna be pressure? Are you gonna feel this pressure to post to Instagram, you know, things on paper because you've have this you have a very large following on Instagram, that they're gonna expect non tattoo stuff to still be appearing in your feed? Do you feel like you're gonna have this pressure of tattooing but also doing the Instagram work as well?
1: Um I for me, I kind of like I try to balance. Um, for last few years, even before the pandemic, I tried to balance uh, between tattooing, posting my tattooing work and and my drawing work uh, at the same time. I tried to balance them up. But mm-hmm. um, what I realize about my my followers and my my fans, they they like to see my my art pieces more than my tattoo pieces. <laughs> uh, I mean, really? yeah, it's uh, uh probably it's because uh probably my tattooing not good enough, but. That that, <laughs> no. that, that, that that is that that that's all right but it's it's just like i come to um a survey that a, a study that i could see that you know uh I, I get more likes than i get more likes on my drawing than far far more than my tattooing so well i don't know pr- probably you know in the future I, i'm not going to post so much of my tattoo because i'm more more an artist right now <laughs> you know why
0: <laughs> yeah i think um I don't think people are looking and thinking, you know, that your tattoos aren't good. It's, I I probably look at it thinking, I I can't get you to do my tattoo. I can't do my own tattoo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So it's, uh, but when I see the work that you do, I'm thinking, you know, I could do, you know, a lot of people look at this, right? Maybe I can't do the whole piece that you're doing, but I think I could do that post, or I think I could do that mix of colors. Like, I think a lot of people would break it down that way to say you know the, the way that you've done that perspective or the way you did the dome on that roof is something that i have struggles with but I, I like the way you've done it so i'm going to try and use that yeah and i think people who are looking at that too the the tattoos are looking at it differently so um yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah i think I you're think. right. Here. yeah yeah
0: so i wanted to ask you about digital so do you do digital work as well are you drawing on your ipad for example
1: yeah um i i draw digital i i started drawing digital like a couple of years ago on my ipad using a uh, procreate app um it's just mainly for uh, for fun <laughs> but of course um also um some commissions that people are asking me to draw portraits of their family their loved ones uh using uh, digital art Yeah, uh, i'm using procreate so uh, I do it for them as well yeah but it's more likely uh, i i if you would ask me um What's the difference between a pencil and paper and 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 digital art? I mean, digital art to me is like, of course, it's is 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 the future. It's, it's now, but I always still prefer traditional art, contemporary art using pen, ink, paint. Yeah, it's more digital art. Is more to me like convenient for me. Right. For me, it's more like convenient because I could carry my 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 iPad um on board plane anywhere in the world. Um, everywhere you know and i just take out my if the, if the battery is fully charged i can take out my my apple pencil and and just google and draw yeah
0: yeah yeah i would agree there's a lot of convenience there rather than packing your kit and thinking do i need to bring my watercolors this time do i have <laughs> do i have water uh yeah it's uh i'm going on a vacation shortly uh, just driving somewhere and i'm packing my kit but i don't know what i'm going to do yet so i've got my Colored pencils, and I've got my watercolor, and I've got like six sketchbooks because I don't know what right. paper I'm going to use. <laughs> and yeah. then I've also got my iPad with the pencil. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's hard to kind of planning for all that. Is there a ritual around uh, the work that you do? Like when you, and maybe it's less about the digital this in this case, but maybe around you know doing your ink or your uh, graphite work. Do you? Is there a time of day that you like to do it? Is there a setup that you like to use? Or do you just find you know you, you mentioned that you um, that you're married and, and you have a kid as well? Is it just finding a space and a time when you have available to you? Like, do you have any rituals around what you do?
1: Uh, no, I'm I'm quite I uh, I have um, plenty of time on my own. I kind of like uh, my kids are not going to school for many months now because um, because of COVID, so he's studying online on at home. Um, yeah, my wife is at home taking care of him and. And, um, for me, I kind of, um, I'm lucky I have a, a very, very supportive wife that, that she, she knows I'm an artist. So, um, an artist should have, be, um, be given his own entire freedom to do whatever <laughs> he wants in his time. Uh, because I'm a full-time artist. You know, I, I really like right. tell everyone, you know, I, I'm a full-time artist. I'm really, really a full-time artist. I'm not somebody else. I'm not, I doesn't do anything else. So it's either I'm tattooing or I'm drawing. That's it. Yeah. So I, I kind of like wake up and and, and you know have my breakfast and I come to the studio and I'll, I'll start finding things to draw and uh, see what inspired me or whatever you know. Yeah.
0: So I want to ask you: um, Is your mom still with us? Is your mom still alive?
1: Yeah, my mom's and my mom and dad still alive. Yeah.
0: What does she think of what you're doing now, with uh, tattoo artist and being an artist on Instagram? What does she think of that?
1: Oh, great question. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, go back to probably like 12 years ago when I got my tattoo, uh, my first tattoo, which is a very small one, and it's not visible. But after two years, after two years, I got almost like my both sleeve done. And it's it was kind of like I was playing kind of like playing hide and seek with her. For like two years, um, each time I goes goes back home to to see and visit my parents, I'll be having I'll be wearing a long sleeve or wearing a jacket, and um, yeah, it's 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 so weird. It's like my mom was like will, will will be like coming to me and hug me and and was and asking me, are you sick? Uh, are, you, are you cold? Uh, I said, yeah, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not feeling well. You know, each time when I go back, I'll be not feeling well uh, and um, I'm feeling like sick. And yeah, I've I been mean, like playing hike and sit with her for, for two years until to a point that I went to full-time um, tattooing and I decided to like not to hike anymore to let her know that I'm, I'm, I'm doing tattooing. That is because that the things that I've been posting on my Facebook back then, that was before Instagram uh, even started, and my my niece and my nephews were like saw my post about tattoos. They would have told my brothers and my sister in laws and even their grandpa and the grandma about me having tattoos or and doing tattoos. So my mom, I believe she already knew from day one, but mm-hmm. I was still hiding her for hiding from her for like two, three years. Until one day (laughs) I decided to like go back home with short sleeve and guess what? She didn't say anything at all.
0: Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah.
1: All she said was, until today, she still um, nagged and say the same word to me and say, stop doing more tattoos and the existing tattoos that you have, please, if you could erase them off, you know, uh, yeah, it's old folks. Yeah, so they—they're kind of like they know uh, they didn't even know how how, how tattoo pro tattoo um, process works. So um, yeah, until today, she still tells tells me that um, don't do any more tattoos. You know, enough. You know, and uh, yeah.
0: I wonder if she means that, or she's just reflecting her generation. She feels she needs to say that to you, and I wonder if she's uh, like she must be pretty proud of you and what you've accomplished.
1: Uh yeah, I think. She, I think my whole family is pretty proud of me for what I have achieved for the last 10 years. I've become a tattoo artist and traveled the world doing so many things in the last, last 10 years. But I kind of still, I still like really, really owe it to my parents. I mean, everyone, you know, without your, without my mom and dad, you know, I wouldn't be here even talking to you, Mike. But it's like, they kind of like, from young, from my childhood, they didn't even stop me from doing anything that I like, I like I doing. They never stopped me from doing anything. They just, uh, they are kind of parents that um, are very understandable and uh, very understanding and always encourage their, their children to uh, do what they love, and not doing any any um, bad things in life. Right. Um, as long you do something decent and um, make a living, um, they will support all the way.
0: And that must mean something special to you now to have kids yourself. Yeah. Um, or to have a child yourself, are you mindful of, you know. Is, is a boy or girl that you have? A boy. So um, when your boy is, is doing something or exploring or r- writing on the walls, do you think back to your parents? Do you think back about, you know, giving g- giving him the latitude to do what he wants to do? Um, is is that yeah, on your mind?
1: Uh, for, for me, I, I, I told my wife from day one that, you know, he can be whatever he wants to be when he grows up. You know, uh, my boy is always like is so much... Um, um, interest in in vehicle design and, and cars and and so on mm-hmm. and automation. So I I said yeah. Uh, I always just encourage him uh, on a daily basis that you have to study hard and, and do well uh, now, not later, if you want to achieve your goal and your your dream to become a car designer and 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 so on. So uh, yeah, uh, he's only seven right now. So um, still a long way to go. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. I think I mean a lot of people talk about you know you. You're born with a gift to draw, and I think it's less that I think you're. You know, you're born with the gift. May be the parents. The gift may be the situation you're in that you're allowed to be curious, and you're allowed to explore, and you're allowed to be supported. And and being in that some for some people is a gift because not everybody gets that. And so I, I'm I'm glad that you were that you were born into that, and that you're passing it on to your son. So I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yep, I'm lucky and blessed.
0: Yes. And we're blessed <laughs> to yeah. be able to to feed off of you and your success and, and your inspiration and your creativity. And I, I wanted to take that a step further. And like, who, what artist inspires you? You mentioned a couple earlier. Are there other artists either th- that have passed or that are on Instagram that that inspire you? That keep you moving forward? That keep you thinking about improving your art?
1: Um, I have so many artists that inspired me back then till now and of course now for the last two years i started urban sketching i have so many new artists that I, uh that we became friends and uh, that i follow uh has really inspired me i can't name them all um <laughs> it's just too many and if i were to name a few of my podcasts, it's like it's, it's kind of unfair to, to 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 the other artists <laughs> you know what i mean but it's, it's everyone inspire me. Everyone inspire me and everyone, every day I look at Instagram and look at all the works that they do, every post that they make. It really like, you know, inspire me to like, okay, you did this. I want to do this as well. And uh, I hope I can do it better. You know, it's kind of like a challenge and, and it's not comparison. I, I don't, I do compare myself with other artists. You know, I have my own style. I have my own time. I have my own gift. But every artist has their own gift and their own style. So um, all I want is that I could get inspired by them. And also, I inspire the rest.
0: I'm wondering if there is, because we always look at other people's work. And depending on what level of artistry you're at, you may look at people's work differently, right? So in some of the Instagram lives you've done recently, has there been something that the other artist has done that you're thinking, huh? I didn't know about that. <laughs> I didn't know that's how you did it. Can you think of an example of something that you saw another artist do that you're thinking, "Oh, wait a second. I didn't That's kind of neat." Whether it's the tool or their approach?
1: Uh, yeah, uh there is probably like a few artists. Do you want to mention them? Do you want me to like
0: Yeah, just like maybe just an example or two of something that you saw somebody else do that you're thinking, "I never really thought about that."
1: Yeah, uh, is is uh, for example with um the newfound tool that I use with my eight B pencil. Yep. Uh I never thought of, of I could use an eight B pencil to do uh a nice urban sketch. Um this this guy uh this urban sketcher from 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 Indonesia, um his name is uh i Ad- Uh I gone live with him once. I'm gonna do live with him probably in the next couple of weeks or next month, again, second time. Uh, I I really love his work and I've been like, looking at his work, it's like so loose drawing with with a pencil, but he's not using an 8 B pencil, but he's using a kind of like, it's between a pencil and a charcoal, but it's very, very dark and he scribble his his, um, urban sketch very, very loosely and then with watercolor on top. And... I tried that on the first slide and I, I asked him, what do you use? Then he said, oh, I use something very, very dark. That I was like finding things that was very, very dark and I found an 8B pencil lying around here, which I never used before. So I used that and it came up to be close to what is what he's doing. And I was okay. like, wow, I learned something new today. You know, uh, um, and, 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 and another new technique that I'm using. So if some if if you people who've been following me on my Instagram is like, I would have using different different kind of medium every day, you know, and 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 for the last couple of weeks I've been I've found a new ways of doing open sketching. We using a red pencil, okay, a red polychromos pencil, which I'm doing. The uh, the workshop that which I'm doing with Etcher. and this um, color pencil. Why I use red is because I just like red. Red is my favorite co- color. So yeah, I I'm love talking.
0: I love your red sketches. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks. And and I I buy a lot of red polychromos pencil Faber Castell, and I start sketching with outline using a a red color pencil, and then watercolor on top, and it looks. It looks great it looks different yes and um and yeah so i i I kind of like tend to like jump from one medium to another medium probably in few weeks time i'll be like doing something else or i go back to my pen or go back to my fountain pen but i like to like go back and forth until probably one day i i stop you know switching mediums i'll probably stick to one but that will be a long way to go, but uh, I like to like switch medium and challenge myself with things that I, I learn new every day. I love
0: that. I love. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to. Yeah, it's um, exploring art is always fun. Do you think is there something that that has you interested that you haven't tried yet?
1: I almost wanted to start. Um, I I have something that is um, supposed to um, to get going. Um, very very soon not tomorrow or, or, or next week uh, I have something to like finish I need to finish by end of this month uh, there is um, an art gallery in Malaysia that um, they're doing their 10th 10, uh, 10 anniversary um, they invited me uh, to uh, submit an, a piece of a work piece which is quite large it's like probably like 5 by 5 feet or 4 wow. by 4 feet so I'm I still have like 2 weeks to go <laughs> and I've not started yet <laughs> and I always wanted to do oil painting uh i've i've seen so many oil painters out there i was like so i'm so happy looking at their, their oil painting and how they wanted how they do it and the process and and i was always wanted to i i've done i've done oil painting uh, many many years ago a couple of pieces but i never go into back back at uh, back at it again it's because probably i'm using kind of like a wrong medium a wrong to to paint because it kind of like some oil paint back then is kind of like, um, it's not adorless. It's that you give out a lot of smell. If you right. paint, oil paint in a, in a, in a close, um, non ventilated good ventilation room, you, you tend right. to like, you know, you feel a bit out of your mind when you're doing oil painting. So I, I, I stopped that after a few pieces and I never gone back to oil painting. Oil painting is something that I really want to start again and, and, and learn and do well. Yeah. And, um, I have some good friends and oil painters in Malaysia and artists, uh, that they encourage me every time they see me and they say, you should do oil painting. You should do oil painting. And then I say, I should, I should. And I've been, been procrastinating for many years now. So I think, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm going to do an oil painting for the next two weeks. Um, if I, I, even I, if I do, I don't know, we'll be we'll dry by then to, um, for the gallery. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm still thinking. Yeah, I'm still thinking whether I should do oil or do some, some other medium.
0: That's awesome. There's um. So, if you're concerned about the fumes as well, there was a guest I had on here, Kimberly Brooks, and she has a book called The New Oil Painting, where she talks about specifically doing oil painting without mani- without all the fumes, without all the, all the toxic Ooh. chemicals. And that's her book is just focused on that. So, so after bo- we're what done, book? I'll. S-
1: what, what, what book is that again?
0: It's called The New Oil Painting. The new welding. Okay. Yeah, I'll send you the link for it. Okay, but that's appreciate. her focus: is doing oil painting without all the toxicity, without all the smell. And, great. Uh, great. I yeah, haven't I, tried it. I, oh, I've not tried oil painting, but after I spoke to her, I was like, "I'm gonna do this someday." <laughs> someday, yeah. 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 But I can appreciate, like, even. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, having having a canvas that stays available to you as you're building up a piece where the paint isn't drying is a, is a weird experience that I'd like to try sometimes, but um yeah. I can't commit to that. And I like going out in the field and you know, carrying oil paintings around is a bit problematic. So <laughs> Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sketchbook stuff. <laughs> um what what would you say has been Like if you think about the advice maybe your parents have given you or people, artists you met along the way or teachers in school, what do you think is the best advice you've ever received around creativity, around being an artist?
1: Best advice. I think this advice uh, I get from people, my loved ones, and also from myself, which I I think is you have to stay, firstly, you have to stay humble and uh, be true to yourself, know what you are doing. And of course, uh, failures. Many, many failures will probably lead to um, success one day. But just don't give up. Um, keep trying. You know, love what you are doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah i I love that you led with being humble because I think we could all use a a higher level of humility. I think that's mm-hmm. the path to change and the path to improvement is is opening up yourself to to um, and embracing humility, so I, I think that's wonderful words for the for the artist listening to this and is looking yeah. maybe he's in a creative slump right now trying to get <laughs> out of it. Those are those are great words.
1: Yeah, and I and and I always like to um wise people, and and it's not to give advice, It's always I always like to um, encourage people um, or artists or or upcoming artists or people who are redoing or people who are ask me um, questions like. How can you be so successful today and, and all this? I I I always like to like encourage them with words for my own, um, to tell them, you know, you have to keep going. And and with with me encouraging them with my words subconsciously is is encouraging myself as well. Right. And, and 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 when I inspire people, it's also inspiring myself. So yeah, and when I inspire people who are like commenting and uh, giving co- uh, good comments and, and kind words on, on, on my Instagram. Uh, those words are also like um, they are ins- uh, inspiring me as well.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, you are inspirational for so many of us and uh, like I said before, you know it's the we appreciate the time you spend in doing this, even though it doesn't pay <laughs> very oh. <laughs> well. <laughs> so um, I always get to this point where I ask my guest to talk about homework. And, uh, I, you know, I always like the listener to, if they choose to, to do something to kind of bring this episode into their life. So what would you recommend, Alvin, as a, as a matter of homework for the listener?
1: Okay, this is going to be a fun thing that I thought of. For, for people who are listening to this podcast, um, you, could, uh, you can probably try to do a portrait of yourself, a self-portrait. Uh, it could be any medium, uh, it could be pen, it could be pencil, it could be a paint, or anything markers, or anything on any surface, and uh, yeah, sign me at the um, show it to me, uh, and also Mike, uh, yeah, we'll appreciate to see what you come up with.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, that's fun, I've done one self-portrait, and I did it in Procreate, um, but uh, I, yeah, yeah you have to show it to me. <laughs> <laughs> i'll send you the one i did right. I, I, i'm, I'm self-conscious it. i i don't know I, i'll draw you <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I
1: i was i was like uh, before before i was thinking of the homework of doing a self-portrait i was like asking um the audience the uh, people who listen to draw me but i have this uh a, a huge collection of uh, people who have drawn me in in the past and uh in, in all kind of forms and in all kind of mediums and all kinds of sizes and uh, some of them send it even they sent it to me and posted it to me from from far far away and uh, i have a big collection on my wall um, with people who draw all my my, my face <laughs> you know um but I, I would kind like I, I wanted to do that I want to give that homework to everyone but i was thinking like um let's let's do something different <laughs> draw yourself
0: I'm going to try this. I'm going to be on vacation uh, for the, for the next three weeks as when we record this and uh, you know what, I'm going to just look at myself in the mirror or maybe I'll do a selfie and and uh, draw right. that. Yeah. 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 I think that's really great homework. That'll be fun. I, I don't draw people often, so I may end up coming, I may end up looking like a, like a rabbit or a butterfly <laughs> or something when I'm done, but <laughs> I'll try it.
1: That's, that's the fun part. That's a, that's a uh, fun process of drawing yourself when you are kind of like very, very conscious to make sure that whatever you're drawing it looks like you so mm-hmm. it's it's not easy but but it's fun it's just you know, let's just have some fun yeah
0: that's awesome so you mentioned um as a matter of things that are coming up as of the show uh when we release this um the 28th of August you have a thing with Etcher that's 300 people limited and then you have uh that smaller 10 person class in September um, do, you, do you have other things coming up and maybe the Instagram lives are they on a schedule or is it do you do uh, a
1: certain my, my, my Instagram live um, it's kind of uh, I have one coming up um, this coming Sunday with with um, Urban Sketcher from, from UK and next week I be, I'll be drawing with another artist from Vancouver, Canada and yep and next weekend I have another one but it's 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 not on on a proper schedule. I I do it when when I want it to do it. So when I feel like I have some time, I will just DM the artist, my friends. Do you want to do this on this date? And let's choose a reference and let's do it. Yeah, that's that's how uh, you know spontaneously I I do it spontaneously. But there's no fixed schedule. Um okay. Apart from the actual classes uh this month and next month, I probably have a. Another class on um, on drawing cars probably towards the end of the year with another 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 school another um, it's called sketchy app so probably uh, we'll see how it goes uh, it's not com- any it's nothing confirmed yet okay. and then that's about it I'm just hoping that you know as soon as the pandemic is over I just want to travel
0: so uh, it's safe to say that if you're listening to this episode now probably within three or four days of this of of your listening to it. Uh, alvin will be doing another live (laughs) because it's it seems like you do it every three or four days uh
1: yeah like like i probably i try to do like yeah two to three times a week right now because um uh, sometimes it's just once a week but it depends on on my mood as well and if it's it's sometimes Mm. you know it's is during this pandemic it's like so many things going on your mind it's like you just want to do things on your own sometimes you know so
0: so I wanted to, uh, to thank you, Alvin, for your time. We're talking thank halfway you, around the world. This has been, I've been really looking forward to this. I really enjoyed speaking with you. You've been inspirational for me in, in my creative journey. And uh, I am so thankful for your time and for being so open about your past and, and your present and, and where you're going and uh, in the future. And so I just wanted to thank you so much again for coming on and inspiring me and so many other people to, uh, to embrace their creativity.
1: Yep. Thanks. Thanks again, Mike, for having me. And, uh, I hope everyone who are going to listen to this podcast or have listened to this podcast, uh, I hope I have said, uh, all the things that is right and it's not wrong. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. And anything that, uh, I've, I've offended anyone, I'm, uh, apologizing at once. Um, and, and thank you, Mike. Thanks again.
0: Thank you. So, before we go, I wanted to ask you one more thing, and that is maybe you can highlight where people can find you. Obviously, Instagram is one place, but do you want to talk about where else can people find you online?
1: Instagram is not my number one place to find me. Um, on okay. uh, my Instagram handle is Alvin. So, um, yeah, I just fully hundred percent active on Instagram. Not even my Facebook. I have a Facebook, but it's not active.
0: Okay, okay. So you can be found there if you want to reach out and send Alvin your self portrait. Just send him a message with it, and uh, he'd be happy to see it.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Looking forward to it.
0: Okay. Thanks again, Alvin. Have a good day, and uh, we'll talk in future.
1: Thanks, Mike. Thanks again. Have a good day. Stay safe. Stay safe, everyone. Bye. Cheers.
0: Show notes, including links to everything Alvin and I spoke about, can be found at drawinginspiration.fm slash 60. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, share, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. This will help surface the podcast for others to enjoy. Thank you so much for joining me this week. Be kind to yourself and each other and keep trying. Theme music for this podcast is Acid Jazz provided by Kevin McLeod.